Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? It's finally not raining here in Boston. It's true. So I'm chipper. I really am. That's a good one. I haven't thought about that word in a while. Yeah. I was very happy walking. I went to the gym this morning. I walked there and back. Not a raindrop in sight. I had a great time. Yeah. We are – we'll get into this in the week in review, but we are coming off of many days of rain, including a somewhat soiled 4th of July, which is always Soiled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just moist, damp. Yeah. Damp. Worthy of evacuation, some may even say. Oh, true. We'll get into it. Yeah. But this week we're doing, I feel like this episode is kind of like a summary of just like what our entire show is about in some ways. I don't know. Mm. So we're kind of calling it, at least in our script, like small ways to become a better person. So we're just kind of going to be sharing some like little self-development things that you can work on um, in order to just like better yourself. So I have a couple of these that I'm pretty bad at, so (laughs) should be good. (laughs) I'm like, as two bad people, (laughs) we're going to teach you how to be a good person. No. Mm -hmm. I think everyone can always get better. I think that's the point of life. You never never reach the end point. But yeah, I'm excited. I think we have some fun things to talk about. But before that, let's start with our segments and the week in review. Yeah, so like we were saying, it's the week of the 4th. We're recording this on July 5th, and I have this week off, which is very nice. It's been a thing that my boss, like, gives it to us off the last two years, Um, just because, like, the industry we're in, it's kind of hard to get a lot done this week anyway. So I've been chilling. It's honestly gone by so fast, which I was, like, is a bummer. Like, I feel like when you have time off, it, like, flies by, and then when you're working, the week's, like, drag. I'm like, awesome. Why is it like that? Yeah. Um, but I've been enjoying myself, doing a lot of relaxing, a lot of naps. I've just had a lot of spontaneous sleep, which feels good. As you know, my sleep schedule has been off. So trying to work on that. Um, but yesterday it was funny. Like we weren't really sure what we wanted to do for the fourth. Cause it was so like the weather was really iffy and we ended up deciding we were going to be here. And I like somewhat last minute sent out an invite to people that we were going to do like a little cookout barbecue situation. And like pretty much all of my friends already had plans because girls, you know, are proactive and make plans for themselves for, you know, holidays and whatnot. But uh, more of Grant's friends could come because boys are like less proactive like that. Yeah. Um, So Kylie came from my side, Slay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Always count on me to be there. (laughs) And it was funny because like you were just like ready. So you just came at like, I don't know, like one or something. Yeah. One One or two. I don't know. Which is classic me. I'm ready just egregiously early. Yeah. And you're like, I'll just come. And I was like, all right. And then like no one ended up ended up getting there until like five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we so, had fun. Yeah. We were chilling. <laughs> and it was like the weather was looking pretty bad for a while. And so yeah. yeah, for the notification, we're all sitting outside, me, Kylie and Grant, and all of our phones go off like with the scary sound, like the, I don't know. Yeah. You know, the one. Siren. Yeah. And we look at it and it says evacuate. Well, the first few words were like Massachusetts State Police evacuate Boston. And we were period. like, nah. no, period. Uh, Boston Pops was the next word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Boston Pops are like a orchestra that play a yearly 
4th of July show that's outside. And so I think they were like concerned that there was going to be thunder or something like that. So they wanted to like evacuate yeah. the area. Meanwhile, we li- I live in Boston proper. Yes. But like not close to the Esplanade. So I was like, yeah, why no. are we getting this notification? Like the way they just literally bombarded 600,000 people's phone <laughs> to yeah. get like 500 people out of this like yeah, literally. area. It was terrifying. Yeah. No, it was so scary. And I like really thought, because I only read like Evacuate Boston. And I was like, well, we got to go. get out of here. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. But like it, the even if we were like in a closer radius to the Esplanade, like you would have thought that there was like an active shooter. At yeah, the Boston Pops, like it was so a very startling notification. notification went off. Like you would think they'd have a better way to communicate with the people just actively there. Like you can't get like yeah. get on a loudspeaker or something. Like, yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> like but, yeah, we got a push notification to everyone in the greater Boston area. Yeah, it reminded us. I don't know if anyone else knows about this, but like the thing in Hawaii in like 2018 where they yeah. sent like the accidental nuclear like incoming notification. And I was like, why is this a callback? But yeah, um, yeah. So that was kind of funny. But then it cleared up towards the end of the day, so we yeah. were able to make some grillables, which was lovely. And yeah. Played code names, sat around the fire, all the vibes. Pretty yeah. uh, all American. I, I wanted to make a TikTok, but I didn't do it in time. Where I basically wanted to talk about how like I'm celebrating the fourth in like Alana Del Rey, like coquette, like like Americana, old money way, and not in like a NRA Second Amendment way. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. So that was the Wait, vibe. We're, that's not the vibe that we will ever be. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to wear an aesthetically appealing outfit and like drink a cute cocktail in someone's backyard. Yeah. I'm not trying to condone the many travesties that come with being an American citizen. Yeah, the week prior. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I hope you all know that I'm looking at this as as a themed party and not an actual (laughs) celebration of of this nation. I'm like, (laughs) all I will do is put an article of blue clothing, red clothing, and white clothing together. And that is it. Yeah, hardly. We were saying how we don't even have red. Like, yeah, I own like one red thing. Um, Yeah. I almost threw on a headband, but then it was giving Rosie the Riveter. And I was like, yeah, too much. Fail enough. As for me, I do not have this week off, uh, which is pretty tragic. Uh, I'm thinking of suing for, you know unsuitable work conditions emotional damage that's a joke (laughs) but yeah i'm working this week and truthfully i'm just sort of getting out of a bit of a funk i had a pretty tough week last week and a tough weekend uh before the fourth because the fourth fell on a tuesday which is also weird i had to work on monday and then had the fourth off and now i'm back to work which is a it's going to be like that for a while, unfortunately, because like next year it'll be Wednesday. But I feel like having two days on, a day off, and two days on feels better mm. than like this. What's going to absolutely suck ass is having a Thursday off, having to go back into oh, work on Friday. Friday. I bet everyone will just take that off in 2025 oh, or whenever that is. Yeah. yeah, certainly. Or maybe a leap year will nip oh, that. Oh, true. Aren't we due I for was, one of those? I forget about those. Soon? Yeah. <laughs> I like to pretend those don't exist. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just, it was, and it was a culmination of like the weather was really shitty all week and I was just sick of that and just like stuff going on in my personal life that wasn't fun to deal with and general like mental health, anxiety, sort of like 
depressive episode-esque. Like, I don't know. It was just, what I said to Anya was it just felt like one of those weeks where, like, I was trying my best and yet somehow always missing the mark on things that I was just like, amazing. I am going to dwell in my little pity party for a little Mm -hmm. bit. Uh, But then I told myself yesterday, I was like, the pity party is over. Uh, Put the streamers away. It's time to just buck up and get back to business as usual. Uh, And I think low-key, because TikTok knows everything, it's been uh, giving me a bunch of villain era Mm -hmm. content. And I'm very interested in this. And I think this could be a fun episode, actually. But You're interested in having a villain era? Yes. And just the concept. Generally, but I, it was just feeding me stuff that I was like, coming out of this funk, I was like, I think a villain era could suit us pretty well, right? Right about now. I'm always a villain, personally. (laughs) And that's something, I was literally thinking about this on my walk. (laughs) You're like, always, always a villain, so. No, but I was thinking when you think of, and we could get into it in a full episode, but when you think of what a villain era like actually entails, I think you embody it really well and I admire that a lot. (laughs) In well, you. it's funny. It's I just opened thing. I opened my drawer because I was in a dance this season for Dance Works that the whole theme was kind of around like villain esque. It was a Muse song, and it's called the journal that she gave us says Evil Plans, and then it's the back says Can't Stop a Villain on the Path to World Domination. So, so true. That's my personal journal for the moment. Yeah. Well, I I would like one. I, I like that idea. Too. We could do yeah. a villain era. We literally do ways to become a better person next episode. How to be a tr- literal villain. <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, no, because being a villain is not being a bad person. It's Oh, it's being misunderstood. <laughs> no, like a villain. I'm like, I, we get into the whole episode right now. <laughs> but a villain era is just about like very fiercely setting boundaries and protecting mm-hmm. your peace. Yeah, yeah. And not worrying about who you lose in the end. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not being, like, afraid to, like, viciously edit your life for the sake of – That's the – I'm using TikTok terminology. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. that's But that's the idea. And it's like, well, when you put it that way, slay. Yeah. Always protect your peace. And and there's ways to to do that kindly. Like, you don't need to text every person that's ever wronged you and be like, I'm in my villain era and you're (laughs) cut. Yeah, but like, I'm cursing yeah. you. But yeah, I think that could be fun. Uh, I'll let you know how my villain era goes when okay. we do that episode. Yeah, stay tuned. I like it. We'll put it on the list. All right, let's move into our favorites. So I have two little things to share. The first is for the girlies with a older car. Not even older car, but just a car that has aux but not Bluetooth. I think there's like a period of cars from probably like 2009 to like 2014 ish that like fall into this category like there was enough to have an aux Mm -hmm. but there wasn't quite enough to have a bluetooth (laughs) it wasn't the the tech at the time i think it was like 2014 that bluetooth became like more the norm in cars anyways as someone that just bought a 2013 without bluetooth i discovered this bluetooth car adapter which it totally makes sense that you can do this i just never thought about it before but basically it's like this little device that you can plug into your aux and it turns it into a Bluetooth adapter. And then you just connect to that little device and your car might as well be Bluetooth. So pretty cool. It was like under $30. I'll, we'll link it below if you want to check it out if you have an older car. Um, the only caveat with this one, I don't know if there are others where this isn't the case, but this one you do have to charge. So just keep in mind, like you probably want to have one of those cars that has like the cigarette lighter 
<laughs> USB situation. Because yeah. um, you can like charge it at the same time. It's not like an issue. But uh, I just, I didn't realize, I, I gave no thought as to where the power would come from. <laughs> yeah, certainly. So it does apparently need to get power from somewhere sometimes. So keep that in mind. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. Because I feel like I just assumed I'd have to have a cord. So this was a big, yeah. big move for me. So FYI, if you're in the same boat. I've already told like multiple people about it. It's great. Um, and then my other favorite is um, a moisturizer that I got a couple months ago when we were at Sephora. I don't know if you remember this. I think we were on Newbury. And I was going to get these. I was using the Sephora collection uh, moisturizer for like oh, my daily. This. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I saw this and it was cheaper and I was like, let's try it. So it's the Inky List Omega Water Cream. So I've been using it for like a few months now. Definitely, at least for my skin, like only a summer product I don't think this would be enough for me in the winter but it is the craziest texture because it comes out looking like a moisturizer like somewhat thick and then like you rub it in your hands to put on your face and it literally just immediately disintegrates into water it's like the craziest thing it's the craziest textural experience and then it's like the lightest actual moisturizer because it literally just feels like water like it's so easy to like spray it all over your face and then it soaks in really fast so yeah this will definitely be like a summer product I've been using it as like my morning moisturizer throughout the Uh summer I like I said I don't think it'll be good for me in the winter because I kind of have combination skin but I think if you had oily skin this could be a good year-round product and it's really cheap I think it's 11 11 dollars so yeah I was gonna say inky list is very affordable Mm -hmm. and I don't I've never tried anything from the inky list but I really want to like I see them compared to the ordinary a lot um in terms of like comparable products Mm -hmm. I guess. Like, I think they have a very similar brand. Uh, yeah. 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 Interesting. I'll have to try it. Uh, my favorite this week is a book. Uh, I have broken my reading slump, which is huge news. Uh, and I broke it with a nonfiction book, which is shocking information. But I read Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it was really good. He is a phenomenal writer. He did such a good job of like interweaving like stories that had to do with like the lesson that he was teaching and keeping it like really fascinating and fast paced. I've never read a nonfiction self-help for lack of a better word book like this that like Mm -hmm. really grabs your attention. Like I was excited to read this book every night and he just made like all the lessons. He made them feel very achievable. He had a lot of like useful like visual aids and diagrams to like go along with it. Um, and at the end of each section had like a summary chart so that like now that I'm finished the book, I can go back and just look at that summary chart to remind myself of like how to make a habit satisfying, which is like mm-hmm. one of the things that he talks about. Um, and also the content itself is very good. It's all about using like small daily habits and building on those to create create a routine and a life that is as productive and as fulfilling as you want it to be. Um, and I just, I resonated a lot with the stuff that he talked about and it, it fit my learning style, I think mm-hmm. very well. Like I was able to absorb everything very well. And I think this is part of the catalyst of my villain era as well. Mm. Cause part of your villain era is focusing on yourself and doing things that make you feel good. So yeah, I highly recommend. I feel like everyone and their mothers, at the very least, heard of this book, if not read it. Uh, but if you are one of the five people like me that hasn't read it yet, definitely check it out. Love that. I think I own this. I think I bought it like early to mid college and just like mm-hmm. wasn't 
like mature enough to like tolerate the content or maybe I was just like yeah. non-fictioned out um yeah. but yeah I should definitely give it another try I remember I read like a f- few chapters and then just like was like yeah I'm kind of bored <laughs> but yeah. I think maybe now I'd be in a better position to actually absorb yeah. it <laughs> yeah definitely I definitely would not have read this <laughs> in college I would have been mm-hmm. like nope yeah I, yeah but now she's pretty good I won't lie and now I'm reading Happy Place by Emily Henry I ended up mm-hmm. getting my own copy so I'll keep you posted on how that goes I'm only like 50 pages in I'm not that far in yeah I still haven't finished it. It's just, like I said, when I have a physical book, it's so much harder for me to yeah. read it. I just can't bring it yeah. around places the same. I like having the physical book to read at night. Like, I'll just read mm. in bed for a little bit, and that's really nice. Um, with that being said, I did not read last night. Last night, I was like, I am, I wasn't, like, drunk. I was, ne- I was never even, like, tipsy, but you know when you just, like, drink and you're like, this is taking stuff out of me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's you like. You just, like, don't have it in you. I feel like that's what happened to me, like, over the weekend at the lake, too. It's like, you don't, you never drink enough all at once to feel any effects, but you just, like, drink something for, like, a few hours. Like, you're just sipping on something for a few hours, and then by the end, you just feel, like, shitty with no, like, reward, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's how I felt. So I was yeah. like, my reward? TikTok. Nice. <laughs> Until my eyes close. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick ad break. If you've been skipping our ad, just know it's a Liquid IV uh, sponsorship. So you can get some money off of your summer hangovers. But So true. We'll take a quick break for that. And then we'll be back with our main episode topic. As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. All right, we're back and we're going to talk small ways, small, minute, some are not that minute, but in general, small ways to become a better person. So I'll go first. This is one that I like try to do but I'm not the best at it but I'm trying to be like more conscious is like if you're like in a group of people and you're in like a conversation or like at a dinner table or something like that there's usually like one person that's participating less than other people for whatever Mm -hmm. reason maybe they're shy they're more introverted they're like the quiet one and I feel like I could do better about making that person feel included in the conversation like just kind of it's, it's so easy to like spin a conversation to someone be like, oh, what do you, what's your experience with that? What do you think about that? Or like another thing would be, I feel like quiet people get like interrupted easily. Like yeah. with just like more dominant people will just kind of like take the conversation back to them. And I don't think anyone's like ill-intentioned with this, but some people are just yeah. like more conversational than others. 
but just like asking people what they were going to say. Like, I feel like I do that on Zoom a lot. <laughs> it's like people don't realize they're talking to each other. And I'm like, wait, wait, what were you going to say? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like trying to be conscious of like who's saying less and like giving them space to say something. That doesn't mean they always will. Like, I think there's yeah. times that people are quiet because they don't have any thoughts on the topic or maybe they're having a bad day and they just want to listen or whatever. Um, but I think at least like giving people this, like creating space for people that are more quiet. Cause I'm usually someone that like more so dominates a conversation and it's like easy to accidentally like only talk from your end for like an hour. And then you're like, wait. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. especially like during walk club and stuff, like there's some situations where like, I know the person a little less or whatever, and it's like harder for them to jump in. So yeah. Trying to think about that more often. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, it is a balance between like gauging whether they're quiet intentionally or quiet because they don't have that like space to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my next one, again, I kind of have already talked about this a little bit, so I won't get super far into it, but it's setting boundaries. Cause I think obviously when you think of being like a better person, you think of your impact on other people and that's really important. But in order to have a good impact on other people, you have to be taking care of yourself. Um, I think boundaries is a really I don't want to say easy way, but it's like one of the more tangible ways to like show yourself some like self-respect and create a safe and comfortable environment for yourself in your life. And obviously, like the better you feel about your circumstances, the easier it is for you to be more like thoughtful and empathetic to other people. Like when you don't feel respected and you don't feel like I don't know if valued is the right word. Like that's when you turn more bitter or more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's harder to to show up for others when you don't put, you know, practices in place to show up for yourself and mm-hmm. setting boundaries is one of those ways. Agree. Our next one is simple. If you say you're going to do something, do it. I think we both have like pe- pet peeves about people that are like flaky yeah. Like, I think we're, like, on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> like, we're, like, yeah. the, le- the so most reliable. possible committed, which, like, has its own problems <laughs> sometimes. Um, but, yeah, in general, like, I just – it makes you a bad person to be unreliable to people. Like, if you have a reputation of not following through on stuff, it makes people n- not want to, like, make plans with you, spend time with you because they know that, like, a 50-50 chance that it actually pans out. Um, so just, like – have integrity. Don't commit to something unless you are actually going to follow through and do it. Yeah. Um, and I know this is like easier for some people than others. Like some people are just so spontaneous. Like they're not ill-intentioned about it, but they just like change their mind or like want to do this instead. But just like put yourself in the other person's shoes and know that like maybe they had a lot of, you know, excitement for what your plans originally were or like they had invested a lot of preparation and whatever you were going to do together. And so just like, yeah, yeah. try to keep in mind that like your choices affect other people for the, unless you're doing things by yourself, then by all means do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, if you're going to, if you say you're going to do something, just do it, just follow through. Then that could be for anything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next one is to forgive often. This can be hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's hard for me too. I feel like I know you've talked about like holding grudges and stuff. I feel like I'm the type of person that it takes a lot for me to get genuinely actually mad Like, it doesn't take a lot for me to get sad or hurt or, like, disappointed. But, like, truly mad, it takes so much for me to get Mm. to that point. And when I do, I'm often like, and you will never be forgiven for that for the rest of time. And that that doesn't serve me super well. It doesn't serve the other person super well. So 
all this to say, I acknowledge that that can be hard, but I think that like boundary setting is where like it helps you know what is truly unforgivable to Mm -hmm. you. Like setting boundaries is essentially being like, these are the like bare minimum requirements that I need in my life. And if you're not willing to beat them, then this isn't going to work. And so if you like use that as sort of your structure, it becomes a lot easier to figure out what you can forgive and what you can move on from and what you can spend time, you know, being empathetic and putting yourself in their shoes and trying to figure out why they made the decision that they made um, and forgiving on that front. Because I think it it's such a fine line of like, obviously not forgiving things that truly don't deserve that forgiveness and also not getting caught up in like being too petty or too unforgiving um, Mm -hmm. in any given circumstance. Yeah. It's funny that um, I feel like there's kind of like two types of people. Like you mentioned, it takes a lot to get you mad. Like you kind of go through like other emotions before you get to mad. Like at first you're like disappointed and then like sad and then then eventually gets to mad. I feel like I just get, I feel like I'm more the opposite. Like I'm like mad first. Like I'm like, how dare you first and then sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how that could like impact people's willingness to like forgive (laughs) yeah true and also how can we perhaps meet in the middle (laughs) Um, (laughs) be mad and sad all at once yeah (laughs) the next one is just having empathy for people even if you don't understand their situation I think that's like what I wanted the emphasis of this one to be on I think like there's been like a couple different situations lately that me and Kylie have talked about where it's like intention versus um what's the word impact yeah and it's like even if you don't understand why someone's upset about something or in whatever position that they're in, like just having empathy and like recognizing that like they still feel the way they feel about it, even if that's not how you would feel about it. Yeah. And just like knowing that like your needs and your desires aren't inherently more important than other people's. Um, And even if you don't agree with how someone feels or agree with like the path someone's taking, it doesn't matter. It's like they're, it's their experience. It's their like lived experience that has like led to how they're reacting to whatever in this moment. So just like, yeah, having, having empathy for people. I'm not the most empathetic (laughs) person. So I'm always working on this. I feel like I am. What's the difference between being sympathetic and empathetic? I don't know. I always thought empathetic was like being able to like, in some way relate to what another person is experiencing or like put yourself in their shoes. Whereas sympathetic is being like acknowledging that like a situation is, it's, I feel like this is a bit more sympathetic. It's like acknowledging Mm. that like someone's situation might be shitty, even if you've never experienced it, or even if you like don't handle it how they did. Yeah. 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 Um, That could be wrong. Though. Yeah. Who's to say? I don't have the dictionary <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> Has a full but computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just like even if someone takes a joke and they're upset about it and you wouldn't feel upset about the joke, recognize that like it's okay and it's human and it's valid that they are upset. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. For sure. My next one, and again, this kind of like goes hand in hand with what I've been saying with the first two, is to build your own confidence up. And I wrote in the script, confident people are happy people and happy people just don't kill their husbands, which is a quote from Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the sentiment is very true. Like, ha- like if you're confident, you're more likely than not happy. Like, I feel like confidence is a huge key to just general, like, contentness in this life. And if you are a happy person, you are less likely to do, quote unquote, 
bad things or, you know, act in ways that aren't empathetic, aren't respectful of other people. Um, so again, it all kind of starts with like looking at how you treat others and also looking at how you treat yourself. And it's all interwoven together. Have we ever done like a full episode on confidence? I don't know. I don't I think know. we had to have, but I can't think of one. Yeah. And like as a generally insecure person, it's not super on brand. <laughs> I feel like we definitely have. I'll look I'll look around. We'll see. I think we've done we've definitely done like sense of self mm-hmm. style episodes, but I don't know if that I don't think that's the same as confidence. I don't know. Again, once I leave my villain era, I'm going to be the most confident girl around. So then we can definitely do it. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll come back. Um, My next one is kind of on a similar note to the integrity one earlier, but just trying not to be late and like respecting people's time, I feel like is an underrated good person thing to do. And I think some people are just naturally better about this than others. Like to some people, it's not a huge deal if they're five, 10 minutes late to an appointment. But, like, you never know how someone's day is going and just having that little inconvenience can really, like, send people over the edge. You never know. Um, And just it just shows that, like, you don't value – I think what people that are, like, chronically late fail to recognize a lot is that, like, even if this isn't how you feel, I'm sure it's not how people feel, but it is implying that, like, your time is more valuable than someone else's. Um, because, you know, it's fine for, for you to take all the time that you need, but when you're like on someone else's schedule, it doesn't matter. And like I said, I don't think that's people's intention, but it is how it reads. Um, and I, this is a pet peeve of mine. Um, so yeah, this is just like a little thing. If you're someone that's just like chronically late, just like, don't make it a personality trait anymore. Like it's not, I hate to tell you, it's like not fun or cute. It's just annoying for people around you. Um, so just kind of trying to like, maybe be like five minutes earlier than you typically would and like work from there. Like I know yeah. it's people don't mean to be like yeah, um, hostile about it or like have bad intentions. But um, yeah, I think this is like a little thing that can definitely make you better to others is just like yeah. being respectful of their time. And even on the other side of things, like, you know, if you, if you know someone has somewhere to be like making sure that, you know, you conclude whatever you're, doing together by that time like just yeah. being conscious of like people's schedules and what you know their lifestyle permits them to do and that kind of thing yeah for sure my next one is don't gossip or spread rumors and listen i'm a libra okay i love i love gossip uh my favorite form of entertainment is in fact other people's drama and i'll be real about that but we're adults it's not necessarily cute like it's one thing to like gossip about like literally people that have absolutely positively no effect on your life whatsoever like people with platforms and stuff like that if you need to gossip about that whatever yeah don't bring it like online don't say it directly to their face but that's that can be fun sometimes uh but i think growing up and maturing is learning when you're just purely gossiping or when you are like venting because obviously gossiping isn't talking about like factual things that people in your life did or how those things made you feel like that's not gossiping that's venting that's like that and I think that's healthy like you need to do that sometimes because sometimes you do need to check whether or not you're having like an appropriate reaction to what someone's doing um gossiping is when you're just like actively talking about someone else's life with ill intentions like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and spreading rumors I'm like geez Louise if you're spreading rumors (laughs) Have you considered like fan fiction? I think you would enjoy 
reading and writing that. Like, yeah, we don't. I, who has time to spread rumors? If you're doing that, this is a judgmental. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, stop spreading rumors. Derogatory in parentheses. Oh yeah, we should. Uh, we we'll put the Instagram uh, yeah. account that we're talking about. There's a really funny Instagram account where. This guy, he's an artist and he sells all the shirts on Redbubble, but just like makes really funny, like it's always cute little cartoons, but with like unhinged like sayings. Um, So yeah, what was that one? It said something like, I've never met anyone like you, parentheses, derogatory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a cute teddy or something like that. Yeah, it was two teddy bears holding hands. It's the contrast. (laughs) (laughs) They're so funny. But yeah, stop spreading rumors. Don't gossip. Learn the difference between gossiping and um, venting. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it too. Don't worry. <laughs> In that boat with y'all. But yeah. it does no good. Don't spend your energy doing that. Yeah. Uh, my next one I feel like is something that we talk about in a lot of episodes. Um, but just like always operate from a place of like assuming people are trying their best or like coming from yeah. a good intention or a good place with what they're trying to do. Um, I think – this is something that like I've had a lot of evolution on in the last few years. Like I think in the past I would just kind of assume that people like meant to be inconvenient to you or like, yeah, you know, sinister or like, I don't know. Like, I just think for example, the other day, like I had like a work misunderstanding basically. And the person like came to me after I thought something was like a project was basically like entirely like resolved and like on track and whatever. And they basically were like, Oh, I didn't realize like this was going to happen this way. And I was like, <laughs> my, my instinct would be like, it is so annoying of you to bring this up now. Like, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> but like taking a step back and being like, they're, they're not trying to be inconvenient or like derail this whole situation. Yeah. Like they're just trying to make sure they understand things from their perspective, make sure their voice is heard. Like they might think that I'm not listening. Like just always kind of trying to put yourself in like the other person's shoes and just, yeah, yeah. like people, I think assuming that people are like inherently good natured helps you live like a more satisfying life than just going around thinking like everyone's always out to get you or like just like the default shouldn't be negative energy if that makes sense like I think you should assume the default is positive energy and that people are trying to like be inherently good at heart and there are exceptions to that rule and that's like unfortunate but I think more people than not are like well-intentioned and trying their best with any situation even if it does harm to you but yeah it's a balance of like knowing how to not to become like too trusting from that yeah. perspective either. Um, yeah. But yeah, people are usually coming from a good place. Think yeah. of yourself. Like you would never purposely yeah. hurt someone or whatever. Maybe I don't know your prerogative. Maybe yeah. you would, <laughs> but hopefully yeah. you wouldn't. That's you're why you're here. Yeah. If you got this far. Um, so yeah. Uh, the next one is to be an active listener. This is something that I definitely need to work on. And I think Same. honestly, it's like, I'm like to make myself feel better. We live in a world where, like, it's so hard for us to keep our attention on one thing for any given time. Like, you're just, like, constantly met with distractions that I think it's become a lot harder to, like, just honestly, like, focus in on one thing generally. And I think Mm -hmm. that includes being, like, an active listener in a conversation. Like, you're just always met with so many, like, distractions or things that are pulling your focus. Um, And also, like, if you suffer from things like anxiety, like... I know that when I'm having a particularly anxious time in my life, like I tend to like zone out or get lost in like the sort of like feedback loop in my own head of whatever I'm anxious about. 
And it can be tough. So I want to acknowledge like that portion. And also like when someone is trying to talk to you about something, especially if that thing is more serious, um, it can feel, it doesn't feel good to perceive that they're not like listening to what you're saying and like actively engaging in the conversation. So some skills to practice to make your active listening a bit better um, include things like paraphrasing what the person said to make sure that you're getting uh, like the point of what they're they're trying to say or, you know, extracting the correct meaning from what they're trying to say, asking them, you know, questions um, specific to what they're saying, using verbal affirmations, showing them empathy, sharing any similar experiences that you have if you feel like that's appropriate, um, or even just like simple things like nodding along, um, maintaining eye contact, like avoiding those distractions, put your phone on do not disturb, put it in your bag, like whatever you need to do. Um, Cause yeah, it definitely, it's something that I, I'm trying to be a lot more aware of in my life. Cause again, it's not intentional to not be actively listening, but sometimes you just like, yeah. I'm addicted to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> my attention span is that of a squirrel. Yeah. So yeah. it's, <laughs> so yeah. I'm doing my best with the span that I got, but I need to expand that span. <laughs> I think the, the best people at like active listening, and obviously this is like their whole job, so it makes sense, but just like how therapists will like talk to you. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. that's how you want to be. <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly. Like, just re- kind of, like, repeating what they said, asking open-ended questions, like, short verbal, like, affirmations to show you're listening. Yeah. And it's, like, you don't want to, like, have to approach it. Like, I think what holds me back from being better about this is I'm, like, well, I don't want to be, like, robotic in a conversation. Like, I don't want to be thinking yeah. about, like, must maintain eye contact, must smile yeah, and nod. Yeah. But it's, like, if you work on these habits, they'll become more, like, natural. Yeah. It's just yeah. hard to get there. Well, and you can pick the ones that like feel like maybe for you, it just feels more natural to start with like asking follow up questions and then Mm -hmm. slowly but surely, like as you incorporate these skills, you become a more active listener and then you're able to incorporate more of the skills, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like they compound. It's a practice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just magically an active listener. It's like yoga. You got to work on it. Yeah. And it's not black and white. You can be an active listener in some circumstances and a passive listener in others. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't think I wouldn't. I this is something I know I need to work on. And I'm not also trying to say to myself that I never actively listen to anything that anyone (laughs) ever says to me. Yeah. Um, So don't like beat yourself up like that either. Yeah. I think like having a reputation of being a good listener is always like very desirable like you know like yeah. you, I feel like everyone can think of like a handful of people in their lives where you're like that person's just really good at like listening when I need it yeah and I think I'm like definitely not that person to most people <laughs> so I would like to uh, I would like to work to on be that. that person yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. it feels good to have that person but uh yeah. historically it, it ain't been me so yeah I'm like just um, two girls passively listening to each other for the past <laughs> 13 years <laughs> has retained nothing about each other awesome <laughs> The next one is to work on developing an abundance mindset. And I am just going to read this like word for word from the source that we found it because I liked the way that they framed it and I don't think I could do better. So it says, when you have an abundance mindset, there's always enough. There's always enough time, money, love, resources. People who are operating out of abundance tend to be people who give and share with others. On the other hand, people who have a scarcity mindset are driven by fear because they believe there's never enough. So they will tend to hold on tight and attach themselves to things. Uh, This grammar is not proper, whatever. Uh, Be less likely to share and give, will hoard, and will be frugal. 
So people driven by an abundant mindset operate out of love and joy, while people driven by a scarcity mindset operate out of fear. Yeah. Mic drop. I yeah. I think this is like an interesting way to think about things. I think I have an abundance mindset with some things and a scarcity mindset yeah. with others. Agreed. Um, but yeah, like working towards having an abundance mindset with everything. Like I think I have an abundance mindset with time. I'm never like feeling like I won't have enough time in my life to like do all the things that I want necessarily, but maybe I have more of a scarcity mindset with like money or resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe just like taking kind of a inventory of your life and like in what categories you think you have already achieved abundance mindset and like what you could work on. Um, but I thought that this explained it well, like especially when it said people who are operating out of abundance will tend to be people that like give and share more. I was like, that makes sense because you just feel like there's yeah. enough for everyone. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Wow. It kind of goes into the next one, which is celebrating people. Um, Actually, I feel like the next, that one, this one, and then the one that you're going to cover afterwards kind of all, they Mm -hmm. fold together nicely. Um, But celebrating other people, remembering things about people and not just like birthdays, important dates or whatever, but like really understanding them and appreciating them and being willing to like celebrate their wins or like big moments in their life uh you always love like a cheerleader like Mm -hmm. I think we can all like think of a a friend that we have that like no matter what or how small of like an accomplishment or like an event that comes up in your life like they make it the biggest deal ever and they want you to feel like special and appreciated and um yeah and I, I I admire those people a lot. I think, again, like sometimes I'm very good about this and other times I'm not as good about it. Uh, But, you know, you just want to be the person that's known to like absolutely rally behind Mm -hmm. their friends um, and support them no matter what, uh, even if it's just their birthday. And they're like, yeah, this is going to be the best birthday in the goddamn world because it's your birthday and we're celebrating yeah. I do think we have a full episode on this. I think it's called like how to be someone's cheerleader or like how to be a girl's yeah. girl or like something like that. So yeah, uh, if you want more on that, go search for it. I think it's from like a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, I think even just like being the type of person that knows what moments are important enough to celebrate shows that like you know someone well and like you have been listening and that kind of thing. Like even if it's not a big milestone, like even if it's just someone like taking a test that they were like worried about, yeah. like if you show up for like that kind of occasion and like you know, help them celebrate that that's like over or they did well or whatever. Like it shows that you were listening all that time. So yeah, just kind of like taking stock of like, what do you perceive as like important to people? That's not so like basic. Cause I think that's another thing, especially with like women is like, you tend to only get celebrated for like the patriarchy. (laughs) Like, yeah, you get celebrated for like your wedding and like a baby shower, but it's like, you don't get celebrated for like a promotion or like that kind of thing. So just like pay attention to yeah, like the wins in your friends' lives and like try to show up for them even if they're not typical, I guess I would say. Yeah, for sure. This one, and this is my last one. Um, I really, I wrote this one like big at myself because I think I've had like a lot of growth here, but obviously I can still work on it. I don't know if I'm wording it in the most like understandable way, but I was like trying to, what I wrote was approach situations from a self-development perspective instead of a competitive perspective. And I think this is like most simply summarized it with like a dance example like showing up to an adult dance class and like approaching it from the perspective of like I want to be in this class because I want to improve myself and I want to do better than I did yesterday as opposed to like 
looking at the person next to you at the bar yeah. and like analyzing, am I better than them? Cause it's like, yeah, that doesn't really mean anything like for you to be better than the person next to you. Like you don't know what kind of day they're having or like yeah. how much training they've had or what level they're at. Like you could be watching someone in their best ever class. You could be watching someone in their worst ever class. It's not really your position or place to like, you know, judge someone's skill just based on one situation that they're seeing, you're seeing them in. And so I think, yeah, just like walking into a room and like thinking about it of like, how can I do my best today instead of like, how can I be the best today? If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And I think, like I said in the past, like I would get a lot of confidence out of feeling like I was like the best in the room at whatever we were doing, whether it was dance or a test or something else. But it's like, that's not actually fulfilling, like (laughs) to compare yourself to other people. Like you should be trying to be better than you were yesterday and not just then better than the people in the room that you don't even know or like have context on. So, yeah. Well, and it's like truthfully exhausting. Like it's just, you're setting yourself up for an impossible standard because I think the overwhelming majority of us are never going to be the best and never going to be the worst at like any given thing you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like you're always there's always going to be someone that's better than you and there's always going to be someone that's worse than you at any given like task so I feel like if you approach it from this like mindset of like wanting to be the best like you're going to continuously come up with like moments in your life where you are not the best. Yeah. Like you're more likely to come up with moments where you're not the best than you are the best at any given like task. But like if you switch it and you can like if you're a competitive person, like just it's competition with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're striving to be better every day than the you that showed up to class last week or, you know, whatever it may be. Um that's funny though that you were like, I don't know if I worded this in the right way because I when I read it in the script, I was like, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> oh, slay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so the last one that we have is to avoid negative people. And Anya put in this quote, which I know we've talked about this like concept a lot on the podcast. It's the idea that you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with, uh, which is true. I think that we're human beings. We are acceptance driven by nature and so when we surround ourselves with people we are heavily influenced by them for the sake of wanting to fit in wanting to Mm -hmm. have things in common and also you know odds are you're surrounding yourself with people that you enjoy to some extent and admire to some extent um but it is important again kind of back to the whole villain era idea to sort of do an honest audit of who are the people that you surround yourself with, what are their mindsets in terms of some of the things that we talked about, uh, and how is that helping or hurting where you want to end up. And obviously, there's a lot of nuance here. I mean, Anya and I, I feel like we're very transparent in this episode that like we're not perfect on all of this stuff. And does that mean that we should leave this episode and be like, we are not talking to each other anymore and finding people that embody all of these things? No, of course not. Um, But there's a difference between, you know, people who recognize that like some of these things and other things as well make you a good person and constantly striving to like get better at these things and people who just don't even acknowledge. Yeah. Um, So it's, I think, avoid negative people, yes. And also just like, avoid people that aren't willing to like better themselves or who don't necessarily see why they should be practicing you know things more aligned with this episode and surround yourself with people that either do some of these things or like admire these things as well and then there's like an accountability um mm-hmm. like aspect to it that's everything we have do y'all feel like better people i feel like a bit of a better person 
At least I'll think about it a little more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I actively try to do all of these things. Like, I, I recognize. Mm-hmm. And for that, that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. And I think, like, the concept of, like, what makes a good person is obviously, like, subjective and, like, can feel pretty yeah. nebulous. But I think just thinking about it in, like, simpler terms of, like, try not to be late. Don't spread rumors. Celebrate people's wins. Like, yeah. can help it feel a little more approachable I guess yeah Yeah. um and like you might actually like be able to become a good person because I think sometimes you're like you just are or you're not and it's like no this is like something that people work on like yeah I think the people that you think of in your life that you're like that's like the best person I know like I'm sure they're not just naturally like that they probably like have been intentional along the way and like yeah thought about what makes other people feel good and that kind of thing and it's usually older people that I feel like you think of in these situations like it's kind of like teachers or parents or that kind of thing and yeah they've had so much practice And, like, most of the people listening to this have not had as much practice and are not quite there yet. But, like, these are tools we can use to hopefully be those people for other people eventually, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Sign, seal, delivered. Send this episode (laughs) to post. (laughs) But, yeah. With that, you can follow us on Instagram at 2DegreesHotter. You can leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts uh, because good people leave us five-star reviews. That's true. We forgot that one platforms are bad uh you can submit any advice you need in our anonymous submission box uh make sure to check out our discount code for liquid iv because it's summer and i know you're hang- hungover and that's okay because i'm hungover too and, and dehydrated and generally and dehydrated not sweaty maybe yeah yeah so get your electrolytes and with that we will chat with you guys next tuesday bye everyone bye